Welcome to Faithful Doubt. My name is Jordan, and today we're going to talk about the Holy Trinity. For today's episode, we're talking about the Trinity, and the question is, how can I understand the Trinity? Uh, I've actually received a lot of questions uh, about the Trinity lately, and so clearly um, this is something that we need to talk about. Uh, but that's okay. If you don't under, if you've never even heard the term, if you don't understand it, totally okay. But you probably have heard, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. There's multiple ways to say that. And, um, you know, those who of you who have been around Catholics or you are Catholic, uh, you know, they do the, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, um, movement. And so, uh, the Trinity, what, what is it? How can we understand it? Um, because it is a very, it's not complex, but it, it is confusing because we're trying to wrap our minds around an infinite being and we're finite. And so this is, this isn't easy to do, but it's simple in that in scripture, it's clearly laid out what the Trinity is for us. And Jesus, you know, Jesus reveals the triune relationship that exists between the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And so uh, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, or the triune God is comprised of three persons in one being. Words matter in this uh, because these are three distinct persons in one being. A person is different than a being. Uh, and, and those three persons are the Father, God the Father, God the Son, who is in the form of Jesus Christ, and God the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Now, they are all God. You know, the Holy Spirit is God. The Son is God. The Father is God. But the Son is not the Father. The Father is not the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is not Jesus. And Jesus is not the Spirit. Um, the Spirit is not the Father. <laughs> the Father is not the Son. So you have this this tri triangle, uh, triangular relationship where in the middle, they're all God but they're all distinct and separate from one another. They're not each other. And so there really is no analogy that we can come up with to fully explain the triune God. It, some people have always, you know, I've heard the one all the time. It's like an apple. You have the core of the apple, who's like the father. Uh, the, the apple itself is the son, and then the skin of the apple is the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, you think about that for a second, and it's like I'm comparing God <laughs> the creator of the universe of all things to an apple. You just, there's not really that one thing that can help us fully understand uh, the Trinity. The closest thing I can give you that can really explain it is like this. Marriage. Okay, when a man and a woman are married, they are two persons. They become one flesh, one being. Uh, that is straight out of Genesis 2. Um Old Testament tells us when when uh, a man leaves his family and becomes one with a woman, uh, they become one flesh um, and one person, or excuse me, one being. Uh, see, words matter. Uh, and so they are two persons who have distinct personalities. They have different roles, but they're equal in the marriage. Um, and so God exists in three persons, and the three persons have different roles to play. God the Father has a different role to play than Christ the Son. 
and Jesus has a different role to play than the Holy Spirit. Um, God the Father is, you know, the other important thing, all three are eternal and have existed forever. Um, there was no beginning, there will be no end to them. They are infinite, all-knowing, all-powerful that exist in one being. So uh, in the beginning, when God creates everything, God the Father, uh, we read, he says, let us make uh, man in our image. And so who is he talking to? Because the because he's not talking about to the angels. They weren't created yet. The heavens weren't created yet. So um, who is he talking to? Some people think it's angels. Uh, I, I think this is alluding to, and most people think it's alluding to the Trinity. He's speaking to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. We're made in the image of, of, of God. We're also made in... We're, in other words, we're made in the image of Jesus. The book of John starts out with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Um, and we know the the Word, capital W, is Jesus, because the Word becomes flesh. Wasn't created in the flesh, becomes flesh. That implies that Jesus has always existed. He's eternal, and he becomes like us. He becomes human. And so the word becomes flesh. But in John, the word was with God and was in God and everything was created through Jesus, in Jesus. And so he, we are created in his image. And so the, the Trinity has different responsibilities, different roles. Christ comes to save us, to be that sacrifice for us, to offer us a way to be restored to God the Father. The Holy Spirit is sent after Jesus to help us know God's desire and will for our life. And the Spirit is uh, equally God, but different um, in, its role, in His role. This probably sounds really difficult to understand, but again, it's pretty simple. It's three persons existing in one being. And uh, I love what uh, the way Tim Keller, you're going to hear me quote Tim Keller all the time. He's one of my favorite uh, pastors. But uh, he calls the Trinity the divine dance. And he says, it is a relationship of mutual glorification and selflessness. To glorify is not only to praise and enjoy, but to defer to and to serve. Your joy is to see joy in the person glorified. This this perfectly describes the relationship the Trinity has with one another. We see all the time in the New Testament, in the Gospels, Jesus wants to glorify the Father, and he submits to his will. And he and everything Jesus does is in obedience to the Father. And so uh, this relationship that's eternal, it's, it's loving, it's mutual glorification, is selfless. Jesus is wanting to glorify the Father. He wants to glorify the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to glorify Christ and glorify the Father. The Father wants to glorify the Son and glorify the Spirit. They are constantly deferring to one another and uh, glorifying one another in everything they do. But we're so limited in our understanding of God. Again, He's an infinite being. We're finite beings. We struggle to grasp with this. Uh doesn't that kind of make sense, though? Like, if we could understand an infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing being who is God, we would have no need of God. Uh, we would have no need of Jesus to come reveal to us who God is. It is precisely 
<laughs> the Trinity and the eternal loving mutual glorifying relationship that exists between the three persons and one being, it is precisely because of that we can know that is God. We can know there is a God because of that. And it, uh, I, I alluded to this last week in last week's episode. God exists in unity as much as he does in diversity. It is precisely him being in unity through diversity that makes him God. He is eternal and all loving. And this relationship that the three persons and one being have forever that makes him want to create us and open up that relationship to us so that we can be a part of it. And that, that is a wonderful, beautiful thing that God wants us to be a part of. And this is where free will comes into play. You, he gives you a choice. You can be a part of that or you don't have to. If you want nothing to do with God, it's fine. You don't have to. Um, there are consequences to choices. Uh, choosing to want to be a part of that, you get eternal life. Choosing to not want to be a part of that, you're going to have eternal absence from God, which is what we call hell. That sounds harsh, but it but it's precisely because of those choices that that God is so loving. If he wasn't loving, you wouldn't have a choice. And so uh, this is a beautiful thing to realize because we tend to think that unity and diversity are polar opposites. And perhaps what God is trying to reveal to us through the Trinity is that we were meant to exist in this very same way. It's, it's something we never could have imagined. Uh, all of the, Think of all the sin in the world. It's all come out of people hating the things that make us diverse. I don't want to say all sins come out of that, but a lot of sin has come out of us hating the things that make us diverse. Racism, sexism, you know, all the isms. Um, all those things that cause harm and evil and injustice are born out of hating what makes us diverse or even the things that unite different groups of people. We hate the things that unite people. Uh, sin is born out of, out of us not choosing God. It doesn't matter if there's unity or diversity. Either way can be sinful because we are not perfect beings. God is perfect and he exists in unity as much as he does in diversity. And he reveals to us this perfect loving relationship of how it works. And he's trying to show us how it should work through the character of Jesus Christ, through the, per not character, through the person of Jesus Christ. The only, and he's the only one who can restore us to the triune God, to the Holy Trinity. And he's the only one who can reveal to us this eternal, divine, loving dance, as Tim Keller puts it, that has existed forever. Uh, so how can I understand the Trinity? It's a difficult question. And again, I'll just repeat what I've already said. Pretty simple, actually. Read scripture, read the New Testament. Jesus reveals to us the nature of that relationship. Three persons who are distinct in their roles and personalities, yet they exist in one being, and that is God. Uh, and there is no analogy I can give you other than marriage is the closest relationship we have that exemplifies that trinity. Two people become, uh, a man and woman become one being, one flesh. Great question. I'm sure this will produce a lot of thought and 
other questions. Uh, so I want to see those below um, or send me a message uh, through email, however you want to do that. I'm curious to hear what everyone else has to say. So thanks for watching this episode and I'll see you guys next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be part of Faithful Doubt, please join our Facebook group. If you would like to support Faithful Doubt, please like, follow, and subscribe to all of our social media platforms. You can also listen to the Faithful Doubt podcast. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you guys next time.